Welcome to Menominee Alliance Church, podcast with the pastors. I'm Kyle. And I'm Wes. And James is not here today. He's on vacation. So uh, you're stuck with us for this podcast. As we get going, I want to just do a little bit of explanation on where the podcast is at. We've kind of dialed it back a little bit uh, and we're doing it less, uh, less frequently. But we're still doing it, so we're glad that you're taking a listen to this morning's podcast. Uh, we're here at uh, July already, aren't we? Yeah, it's hard it's to crazy. believe. We're into July. Yeah. Feels like June has really flown by. I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but it's it's gone by really fast. It has. Yeah. So, um, and we have opened our church up, which has been fantastic to see faces and get uh, get that going. So that's been great. I feel. Yeah, it has. Um, it's been good. Yep. And the series that James is preaching through has been fantastic. So if you haven't already taken a listen to or watched uh, the series on Soul Care, I uh, encourage you listeners to go back and take a listen or watch on our YouTube page, Menominee Alliance Church YouTube. You can catch all of the sermons there, but it's been a great series so far. It has been good. Yeah. So, um, and you have an update for us on kind of opening up some childcare. Is that correct, Wes? Yep. Yeah, we've made the decision to uh, move forward with opening child care this next Sunday for birth through pre-K. So it's kind of like starting to phase in that child care during the 11 a.m. service only. So looking, you know, to secure volunteers throughout the rest of the summer and really our kindergarten through fifth grade like Discoveryland ministry, that's going to kick off this fall again. So that won't, won't be back for a little while, but Appleton Alliance Church continues to put out their video lessons and they're going to do that through the end of the summer. So we have that great resource available on our website for our kids and families. So if you're listening, just encourage you guys to check that out. We've watched them with our kids and it's prompted a lot of really good discussion in our home. Fantastic. It's been good. But you need volunteers as we open up. So if you are listening and you want to help us out on the 11 o'clock service, uh, so sit with some little children during service, uh, we certainly could use your help. So uh, they can contact you, right, Wes? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Great. Uh, and one of the things I love is we're having another praise and worship night out by the bonfire. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, we are. The first one was fantastic. We had a great showing, beautiful weather. Yep. Uh, it was so encouraging to have that. So I'm glad that you scheduled another one. So tell us a little bit about uh, kind of the first one and what this one will look like this Sunday night. Yeah, this one will look very similar. You know, the first one was was great because... I've always wanted to do like a worship night where it's just like people choose the songs together. And so it's like Mm -hmm. if there's a song that's on someone's heart, they say, hey, let's sing that song. And so collectively, we're kind of, you know, sharing in this this time of worship through song together. Um, That's kind of what the first one was like. We just printed a bunch of songs and people just shouted out, hey, let's sing this one. And we would sing a few songs and then we'd break up into times of prayer in small groups. So this one will be very similar. Uh, Pastor James will be gone this Sunday, so yeah, it'll kind of just be me and Kyle, but um, it's good. Yeah, and it was good. I was there, and it was just encouraging to pray with people. Number one, yeah, uh, from the church and small groups, but also just to be outdoors and in God's creation in the back by the fire pit and worship yeah. together. Yeah, um, and so I think it's going to be great. So bring your lawn chair. Um, and come join us Sunday night. What's the time frame again? 6.30. 6.30 to 7.30. We're going to put everybody in the shade, too, so it's a little bit cooler. Yeah. 
during this heat wave that we've had. So, yeah. um, so those are some exciting things going on in our church that we just wanted to update you about. But uh, this week in our podcast, we have uh, a wonderful guest with us. I'm going to bring in Andy Krause. Welcome, Andy, to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Good to be here. Well, we're we're excited to have you. Uh, as we kind of thought through the podcast, we invited you a few weeks ago, if not a month or so back, right, to be on the podcast. Yeah. And you you said yes. So thank you for doing that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, for those that maybe don't know the name Andy Krause, uh, who a little bit about your yourself, your background, and um, maybe how long you've been at our church. Yeah, well, good. It's, uh, like I said, great to be here with you guys today. And and uh, we've been at Alliance here for about almost 17 years. Uh, oh, we moved fantastic. to Benominee in 2003. And uh, here it is, already 2020. And uh, But uh, Alliance has really been our church home here all these years um, that we've been here. And just appreciated uh, being a part of the group here. My wife's name is Barb. And uh, then I have three daughters. <coughs> uh, Leah is our oldest. Uh, she's... Are, they're all in their upper 20s. Um, actually, Leah turned 30 this year. Um, and then uh, uh, Joanna and Sarah are two, two other daughters. Sarah's married uh, to a great guy named Mike, and they live in Minneapolis area. Cool. So. That's neat. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, well, tell us a little bit about your job, because as far as, you know, people that are a part of the church, you kind of have a unique job, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why... We brought you on today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, maybe it's unique, but uh, God's brought our family to be engaged in, in mission work around the world, uh, particularly in the areas of Asia. Mm -hmm. And we serve with the Evangelical Free Church of America. The mission uh, is called Reach Global. And um, <clears throat> originally we came here to Menominee because we actually had an office here uh, that, that really dealt with short-term mission trips. And was part of that office and did a lot of things. And helping churches, uh, mostly evangelical free churches, but other churches as well, engage in short-term mission opportunities. And was part of this, actually, uh, previous pastor, Doug Stolhan, he was a part of our staff there as well. And so, um, but that office has closed down since then, but I've stayed here in Menominee, and we have and continue to engage in, in ministry with Reach Global. My current role, actually, I serve on our Asia Division uh, leadership team. Uh, we have about 80 uh, reach global missionaries across Asia hmm. and uh, involved in helping uh, bring leadership to that group of people as well as we partner with uh, a number of different uh, national ministry partners um, from I think about 30 countries in Asia. Maybe maybe it's a little less than that that we're engaging with people there. And so uh, my role there is really kind of walking alongside a lot of these national partners. One area I, I do is just how do we help facilitate good healthy mission partnerships um, both with our staff, with U.S. churches, and with national churches and, and, and mission, our church leaders there. And so that's a great joy of seeing the collaborative work, a very kingdom-minded work. Of how do we work together to see, uh, see the church multiplied and planted? Uh, Reach Global really is, is focused on, on church planning and disciple-making. The EFCA is very strong in that. Um, and we, we really want to see disciples made who make other disciples and churches planted who, who multiply more churches. And so our mission is to glorify God by multiplying transformational churches among all people. And um, so that's what I do. I, I, I travel a fair amount overseas, particularly in Asia. Mm -hmm. And um, 
yeah, so that's, I do that. And I've on a lot of phone calls and Zoom calls and other kinds of things. And I, I was doing that pre-COVID already. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, I end up having a lot of early morning and night meetings mm -hmm. because that's when people are awake in Asia. Sure, <laughs> right. yeah. Right, yeah. So I would imagine your travel schedule has been kind of, it's like non-existent right now? Uh, it's or? pretty non-existent. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, we as an organization have decided that our staff should not travel internationally unless mm -hmm. absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've been a part of the process of helping make decisions about that with our staff um, in Asia. I mean, we've been dealing with this, this COVID thing since uh, January when it first came on the scene in Asia. Sure. Yeah. And working with our staff uh, in those places where, where it kind of began. And so, you know, we feel like, well, we've just kind of been dealing with it here since, what, March or something like that? When was yeah. it? Yeah, March. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's been, I mean, it's been all year, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. And in February, beginning of March, it started to hit, you know, yeah. Yeah. hit the scene. And so my last, my last travel, though, is I went to India in, in, uh, in January. So. Okay. So how is EFCA as a whole, you know, looking at this, the whole COVID situation, how have things adapted on a bigger level in your role? Yeah, well, um, you know, I think as, as this began to hit in Asia, we began to see, um, well, how do, how do we do things differently because of it? Uh, we saw more and more as countries began to lock down uh, that we can't do ministry the same way anymore. And so I've been uh, just greatly encouraged as I wa have watched some of our national partners get creative in how they do things. Mm -hmm. And um, I think um, that, you know, just to see that, th those changes, you know, they, by trial and error, lots of times is, you know, what, does this work? Is this going to help us engage and cause the ministry to go forward? Um, so, but it's been, a, it's been, you know, so we haven't really figured it all out either. And I don't think any of us have. Mm -hmm. And so, we're, but we're learning. And I think that's probably probably the biggest thing for our, our approach as we've engaged in this is how do we learn through this? What is it that we're taking yeah. away? And then how can we apply it differently? How can we, how can we do things differently as we move into a, uh, this next phase of, of life and ministry? Yeah, that's one thing I was curious about. Like what you have seen is, is what we're hearing is community has been something that's been missed you know, in our church, uh, and I think uh, across a broad spectrum, like when we went into the quarantine and lockdown, it's just, you know, you missed church, you missed community. How have you seen that, um, that sense of community change or you adapt, you know, it kind of change over in the ministry um, in your world? I know you talked about like doing Zoom calls and adapting that way. Um, but the sense of community is still there. So have you seen uh, some things happen um, in, in your job, your role that way? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been really impressed with is uh, some of the national partners we work with, you know, Muslim context, um, how um, the, the culture that they're in is, has normally not been very, um, uh, I don't know, there isn't this sense of uh, wanting to give and care a lot, mm. but the, the the new young believers there have pressed into doing that mm. and have kind of set a model for that. So they're give, bringing food items to neighbors, that, and all of a sudden they're looking and say, "Wow, look at this! Look at look at the 
you know, why would you give us this food? Right. You know, when you, your family needs the food. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're, they're, it's, it's opened up this door. And their community then be, has become more of that, that neighbor, the neighborhood. Right. And uh, so that's one example of how communi- the community really changes. And so as a result of taking initiative uh, to say, I'm going to give, even though our culture doesn't always say that we should give. I'm going to give, and then it create, it's created this new place of, of relationship, deeper relationship. So that's been a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, as you talk about community, Kyle, uh, you know, there's this, what is community? Right. Uh, where, where do we have real quality community? Um, you know, uh, we, actually, before we went into the podcast here today, uh, Wes and I were just talking about you know, how do we create those places of community within our own circles mm-hmm. uh, where we may have some, maybe some bubbles of people that we're, we engage more deeply with. And so community becomes something much more deeply mm-hmm. uh, deep than, than it was before. Mm-hmm. Before it was the big event, the, the, mm-hmm. maybe for us here, it's our worship service. But really, if you think about it, where do we have those deep heart-to-heart conversations? It happens much more one-on-one, right. small groups. And so one of the things, like with one of our our partners, also in the, in the Muslim context where we're working, is they've seen uh, that kind of thing happen, where there's this this deeper caring, one on one with one another that they hadn't experienced before. It was it happened because they were forced, uh, they were forced by the COVID thing to to kind of not be so widespread, mm-hmm. uh, but to choose a few people to engage with. And that's been that's been a neat lesson that I've seen and observed from some of the partners we work with. So, well, um, I guess with with that, and maybe you answer this partially, but I just think, you know, if you could sum up in these past months, maybe in 2020, because you said you've been dealing with this since January, basically, if you could sum up, you know, a big theme of what the Lord has been showing you or speaking to you through your job or just personal life, kind of reflecting on this whole thing. What would that be? Yeah, that's a good question, Wes. Um, you know, I, I think uh, is I've said this before, but how do we how do we learn through this situation? Um, what are the things that we are learning about ourselves? Are are we first of all getting time just to reflect on life and and where we're going in life? Um, you know, we we've had so used to what our, our normal was before, and our normal was filled with so much activity. And, and, and yet now we've been forced to slow down and right. almost stop. And so are we taking that time to really examine what's going on in our lives? What's most important? What do we, what's really valuable? Um, and, then, and then how do we hold those things with a really open hand? I think that's one of the pieces that I've felt like I've, you know, when I've thought about traveling again, I set dates and then I, then I can't, go because of the COVID and I set another date. And, yeah. You know, so I really have to live with my hands open on my plans. And um, so that maybe that's another lesson is how do we, how do we live our lives with, because God's the one, right. he's, he's in control of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he knows uh, the places and, and, and things that we should be engaging in. And uh, we can make all the plans, but unless the Lord really wills, it doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so how do we walk with that kind of sense of, okay, God, this is your thing. And you can carry on your ministry and kingdom work without me. I don't have to be here. You'll do it. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, and so the, and there's been then examples of that. Um, 
we've uh, one of the things with one of our, our partners that's been working, we uh, they they really had a focus on planting house churches. And a house church there was maybe two, three families that would gather in one home. Well, now because of COVID, they can't gather together in, in one home because they, they can't go. For, maybe it's different villages they have to go to. But now it's forcing the household leader, the father or the mother, to now take spiritual responsibility for raising their kids wow. up in the ways of the Lord. Which is amazing. We didn't talk about this before, but it's something I've really been thinking about this in this current season. Because, you know, the ministry, for example, like the programmatic ministry for us is like totally shut down. And so now if you look at, well, where, you know, where is the discipleship of these kids going on it has it's like forced to be going on in the home mm -hmm. yeah. and so i think that for our dads in our church like are they pouring into their kids in a deeper way during this season you know mm -hmm. um yeah. so yeah that's so so our partners yeah. talk about uh we, we we're shifting from having house churches to household churches mm -hmm. and and uh and that very thing that you're just talking about wes it, yeah. it's forcing the the parents to take spiritual responsibility for the the raising up the, the kids and, and family in the ways of the Lord. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing. Right. That's, powerful. that's really penetrating deeply in, in the lives of these families. And as a result, we're going to get stronger families, stronger leaders. Yeah. So that's been a neat example of how uh, God is using these times to work way beyond what we would ever imagine. Right. Yeah. We'd rather keep doing our programs and sure. yeah. you know, go about things the way they used to. And yet, uh, I think God wants to us to be looking and saying, well, you know, where, what are those things that we are learning that we should be applying now uh, and, and continuing to do? Right. You know, this podcast is one example. You never you get to do sure. podcast before. <laughs> yeah. no. No. no, maybe, no. you know, maybe that's one, one thing that has to continue, continue. Sure. maybe not, yeah. you know, uh, but those are the kinds of things I think as far as, you know, those, those big lessons and those takeaway kind of things, those are the kinds of things I think, well, um, you know, we have to be looking and asking those kinds of questions. And, and not be stuck thinking we're going to get back to the way it used to be. Yeah. Uh, we should we should throw away what the way it used to be, mm -hmm. and let's let's start new and say, okay, how are, if we're going to really reach our communities, what are the things that we're doing now that are going to really help us do that? If we're going to make disciples, what are the things that we're learning how to do that now that's really going to help us take forward and have a different quality of the disciple than yeah. we've than we've had in the past? You know, that's good. That's really good. It's deep. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I just want to sit on that for a while. I know you've you talked know? about this quite a bit. I just wanted to um, ask again, you know, with your national ministry partners, you talked a lot about adapting and you shared already some stories. But is there any other ways you've seen your national ministry partners adapt? Because you talked about it, keeping an open hand. Um, and you shared one example already with us. But is there any other examples that you've seen uh, globally across? with this pandemic, this adaption and, and uh, kind of the switch as we're talking about this morning of, of doing things different um, that you can share more with the listeners. Because it's good to get these examples. I love hearing some of these stories, how it's deep, deeply going into personal relationships and how we're, how we're dealing with one another now, um, how we're doing that when everything kind of has shut down or Put on hold how do we now re-engage and how do we do ministry uh, in a way that that affects change yeah well, a couple of things come to mind kyle here uh, first of all one is um 
with our with our missionary uh, teams and and our our national partners, I see that uh, those that have had good relationships in the community prior to the crisis happening, they're the ones that are really able to continue to engage uh, pretty significantly in ministry. Um, one example is another one of our national partners. Um, uh, because he's been serving the community in different ways before, the mayor says, well, I'm going to give you a pass. So, wow. so he can go around anywhere he wants to. And now wow. he can, now he can uh, spend time with some of these guys he's been sharing Christ with and, and uh, do this because he's got a free pass. But that became because of those years of serving the community in some other ways. And so, again, that forces me to say, well, how do we serve our community where right. we live? Right. So that when the yeah. next crisis comes along, we're in a position that we can be those people that say, oh, yeah, we're going to be invited by the community leaders to, to be able to go out and do things. And, yeah. you know, what, what, and so with our church here, what, do we have that kind of platform in our mm-hmm. community? Yeah. You know? right. So that's one yeah. thing that comes to mind in terms of, but that, that's not necessarily adaption. It's more, um, are, are we setting an example? Are we living in such a way that we are respected and valued by our community and neighborhood and others around us so, yeah. so that we do have an entree into people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, another example um, is I've, uh, you know, from my perspective to where I do a lot of training kind of things, uh, we've been moving and shifting a lot of that training to be online. And uh, it takes work to do that. Uh, so, and it's, it's a different experience. You know, I'd, I'd much rather sit face to face, you know. And, sure. You know, yeah. you, you get the side conversations and all this kind of stuff. Yep. But yet, we can carry on some significant training and do it pretty well, um, uh, but do it remotely. Mm-hmm. And that's, in some ways, more cost effective. It doesn't require a bunch of us to travel someplace. And, um, and so there, there's some things we're saying, well, how do we continue to use technology that way? Because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the, uh, we're going to do see that more and more into, into the future. Mm-hmm. So. That's really good. Well, I guess I feel like we could we could just keep rolling here, man. There's so much more we could talk about, right? But um, I have one oh, other story. Yeah, oh, you got story. perfect, perfect. Um, and this this goes back to some of the same theme, and I want to read a little note from one of our partners, um, and he he quotes this verse. He says, uh, "This is in Second Corinthians four sixteen, and it says, therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inner." Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. And he goes on and says, I have been asking my ministry colleagues where the COVID-19 experience will lead them to. Many in pastoral ministry are excited to return to the familiar ways of doing ministry. The message I hear is that the quarantine experience is just a temporary setback, and sooner things will return to normal. This perspective disturbs me a bit if they are simply waiting to go back to the old good days of life and ministry. But this perspective misses the new wave of the Spirit to a deeper life and a larger understanding of the kingdom. Light penetrates darkness to reveal something new. The pandemic is is a defining moment of our lives. The confinement forces us to evaluate many things about life and work and our priorities and plans. We have lost control of something predictable and familiar. It is difficult to look ahead when the future remains uncertain. However, there are many unfamiliar experiences waiting beyond the COVID-19 crisis to experience God. It is easy to succumb to a downcast spirit. It's difficult to pick up the pieces of a shattered plan. 
where do we start to feel confident again? The long quarantine has dislocated our lives enough to make us feel awkward and apprehensive about the new regulations of living, but we have no choice but to move on, no matter how inconvenient and uncomfortable the future may be. I believe the new normal is an invitation to discover the mystery of the kingdom. We have entered into the threshold where God is waiting to lead us to the unknown. God did not cause the unprecedented suffering escalated all over the world. It's a consequence of the rebellion against God and irresponsible human behaviors. But God takes charge to ensure the untold afflictions we suffer will sanctify us. God always turns something bad for our good if we listen to what the Spirit says. Those words just challenged me when I read them and, and uh, challenged me again to say, well, what is it that the Spirit of God is saying? Where are those things that we, we need to be learning and applying now in, in this new, new day? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I appreciate uh, these national uh, ministry partners we work with, uh, so much to learn from them. And uh, they continue to teach me much. So this is just one example of that. I want to share with all you guys. That's a great, great story. Um, thank you for sharing that with us uh, this morning. I think there's a lot to chew on here, um, both for myself, for Wes, yes. yep. and as a church. I think you've, um, you know, just brought to light some things of where do we go, what do we do, and um, how is God leading in this new time of. Um, you know, we, this is not normal. We have not been in any sort of normality in the past four months. Uh, but what is God doing in the midst? Um, and so uh, I appreciate your words of wisdom, the stories. Um, along with that, I think to close out our time, Andy, um, I appreciate your your time in our church, 17 years. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast so maybe more people can get to know you. A little bit better because uh, sometimes you know we we talked about it you come and you go um, but I love the fact that you're sharing your heart a little bit more uh, with us and, and listeners so thank you so much for opening up that way and, and sharing with us um, how can we be praying for you now as uh, we kind of close out your family your ministry kind of some of the things you shared obviously but are there specific ways that we can be praying for you as we go forward now. Yeah, thank you. Um, You know, I think for our family, um, a couple things. Um, As some of you know, that our family's gone through some health issues. Uh, It's the health issues that really brought us back from living overseas. And we have continued to deal with those here. It's been related to a a Lyme infection and some other complications related to that. And uh, we're at a place where we've been finding good healing and um, that's why maybe you, uh, you're beginning to see a little bit more of us, uh, especially Barb. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but, so that would be that would be a prayer request: is that, that healing would continue to happen, mm-hmm. and that we'd be able to figure out uh, how God wants us to be engaging more locally here with, at, at our church. And so that's that's a prayer request. And mm-hmm. uh, also, uh, we just lost Barb's dad, and. Uh, and uh, he passed away in end of May. <clears throat> and so that's still, uh, you know, we're still feeling that and carrying that and ask for prayers in that area. And we would just continue to rejoice in his life and the gift he, he was for us. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ministry-wise, uh, 
continued to pray that I would be able to walk with an open hand uh, in terms of travel. Uh, I have a few things on the calendar. Whether they're going to happen, the Lord knows. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> just kind of be able to rest in that. Um, the very things I was talking about, about saying, God, what are those things that, uh, that we're learning right now and how do we apply them and use them as we go forward in ministry? Because to be honest, the, the normal is wherever we, whatever is going on right now. Uh, life is changing fast. It always is changing. And so there isn't anything that's normal. normal or the normal is really now. And so, well, how do we, how do we live to now and really invest faithfully now. So pray that we'd figure that out and we'd have we'd we'd uh, take the things that are working in this new time and figure out how to apply it and uh, throw away the things that maybe aren't going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Not rely upon kind of the old ways of doing it. What is the spirit of God saying? What's fresh and new? Awesome. Well, let me pray for you, Andy, now uh, as we kind of close out our time, if you would. Father, thank you for our brother, Andy, and just hearing his heart has been encouraging. Um, and thank you for how you've been leading in his own ministry, in his life, with his family. Father, as he's talked about, he's been on a journey. Um, this has not been easy with his family and just the battle with limes uh, and infections. Thank you for a little bit of praise on the... Um, seeing some victory in that father but i pray for more healing in that area for their family Um, and we uh we just want to pray for peace and comfort in barb barb's life is uh, losing a parent is is never easy it's never a good time and um, we just pray along with them for this season um, as he passed in the end of may and and so we we ask that um, you continue to be with uh, the Krause family and the girls and um, work in and through their lives. Speak to them um, and allow them to listen to your spirit, Father. Thank you for his ministry. Thank you for um, the life on life that he is doing uh, in and around this world, whether it be through uh, technology in um, a video call or in person. Um, obviously, that has ceased some, but um, you continue to work in and through Andy's ministry, um, through Reach Global. And we continue to pray for um, raising up of disciples and raising up of um, community, uh, how encouraging it has been to hear stories of what you're doing uh, throughout the world and throughout Asia. And so we continue to ask you would be using Andy and his ministry um, and that he would walk with an open hand as he as he asked for um, and what that looks like, maybe he does not know in this new season, but you do. And uh, we pray that you would um, allow him to rest fully in that. Um, so, Father, thank you for just this time that we've had with our brother and um, hearing his heart, hearing kind of what he's been up to. And so we pray that you would bless um, his family and his ministry. Uh, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Well, Andy, it's been... So fun to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming. Hey, it's good to be here. And thank you uh, to both of you and for the church and all the ways you've supported us and have been behind us over these years. Much appreciated. Love you much. Thanks, Andy. Wes, you can close us out. We'll see you Sunday, maybe at the worship night and uh, or Sunday morning in service. Have a blessed week. <laughs>